welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hello. And Mike Yozipovich. Hi. And now that Matt Matt has cleared his throat, uh, you always want to first off say thanks, guys, for listening. The podcast has been doing extremely, extremely well. Um, the the following that we're getting it grows uh, grows pretty much daily. And you know, thanks to you guys for sharing with your friends. And if you guys you know like us on Facebook at Dynasty Nerds, or that's at that's Twitter, but on Facebook Dynasty Nerds. And you know, again, we we really appreciate it when you get there on iTunes and you give us a, a rating of what you think and. You know, let us know what you think on iTunes. Again, that only helps us get out to more listeners and helps, you know, when people are looking for fantasy football and dynasty football puts us up on top of the list. And we really do appreciate all the support you guys are giving us. And uh, we're really excited that we're getting really close now that training camp is already underway. And we're, we're so much closer to these preseason games. And after this episode, we're really going to start getting into these training camps and uh, getting ready for the season from here on out. Um, this is going to be one of our last, like, you know, like specialty kind of episodes of fun and cheek. And from here on out, it's going to be all football, which I'm really, really excited about. I'm, I'm fiending for some football. Getting down to business. Yes. Yeah. Done speculating and just going by what you see. Yeah. I mean, it's time, it's time to really, you know, it's really time to get ready, get, get that roster set. You know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, you'll be a lot of startup leagues this year, right around going on right around now. And, uh, you know, a lot of our redraft, Leagues, are, you know, drafts are starting to come around pretty soon too. So, again, make sure you're checking us out at dynastynerds.com, and uh, you know, we're here to help. We're help. We're here to help you uh, win your championships, and something we've all done here uh, many times. And today, we're going to talk about uh, guys that backups, guys that aren't starters on their NFL teams that we really like for not only maybe possibly this year, but long term dynasty value. And sometimes when it comes to dynasty, you got to roster guys that you like their talent, you like their upside, and you see them as a starter down the road, and not just a starter, but a starter in your fantasy lineup. And let's face it, I mean, there's guys that start on NFL teams that you do not want on your fantasy roster uh, starting games. You know, uh, guys like Chris Johnson we talked about last week, or maybe Alex Smith in Kansas City. I mean, if you guys are starting those kind of guys, you're kind of doing it wrong. So, um, you know, and again. Let's first just start off with some rookies that we like. Yeah, because a lot of for me, a lot of the guys I like are rookies. I think they can. Uh, yeah, me too. Can shine. When I first started looking at this, I'm like, wow, I like <laughs> these guys are backups. And again, as dynasty, yes, of course, for long term uh, rookies, and we've don't, we've we've spent countless hours on here talking about wide receivers, and I don't have any of those guys on there because again, I like a lot of these young receivers. Um, but I'm gonna talk about guys that I like this year that are backups. I think help your team this year. Uh, guys like, you know, my guys I have on there are Terrence West, Jeremy Hill, Charles Sims, and of course, the dynasty darling at the moment, Christine Michael. Uh, Terrence West right now, uh, again, coming out of here, we, you know, we're based out of Cleveland. The hype around Terrence West is that, you know, he is a legit threat, not only to, may possibly not be the backup, and to possibly open the season as a starter, he's looking really well, he's looking really good. And Mike Shanahan's, uh, Kyle Shanahan's one cut, get up field offense. He's he, he's doing really well, and he's somebody at the at the very least is going to split carries, 
And if you're looking at ADP and, and where he's going in drafts, I mean, he's going rounds after Ben Tate. And he's somebody that he looks like he's going to be the future at running back. And when it comes to rookie drafts, he's going late, like last pick in the first, early second. And it, I still see some sites that I honestly went on there the other day and I saw somebody had Isaiah Crowell still ranked ahead of Terrence West. And I was just kind of, whoa. Yeah. They haven't updated their rankings. No, yeah, no it was updated. It was, it was their July rankings. And I was kind of like thrown back a little bit. I'm kind of like, oh, and it's, you know, they're pretty. I mean, that's one name we haven't even heard at all. At I all. haven't. And I listen to sports talk radio all the time. I never hear his name. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's somebody with more like long-term upside. But, I mean, anybody that would have Crowell still ranked ahead of West, again, that's not a really good idea. And West is one of those backups that this year not, not only will I think help your team as soon as this year, but long-term value as well and, and it, it, i'm just a really big fan of everything i've seen about him i've drafted him so far two of my dynasty leagues um i know we got one more draft i have one more draft this week or next week uh it's my last dynasty draft um excuse me i think that's in like yeah it might, it, it's late it's like two weeks <laughs> yeah actually you're right and again he's somebody that he if he's there i have the 11th pick i know matt won that league so he's the 12th pick but he's somebody that i'm kind of targeting there I guess I'm, I'm sure Matt might be targeting Devontae Freeman again. Is Devontae yeah, Freeman on your we'll list see. of backups that you love, Matt? Uh, no, because I'm not even sure if I consider him a backup. Ooh, Steven Ooh, Jackson. Burn. Once Steven pulls his hammy again, he'll just be stark. Diving for the touchdowns. Uh, I mean, so what, I mean, is that like, are your rookie backups, I mean, are you guys thinking running backs here too? I mean, guys that are, con- I mean, for rookies that are, con- for backups that'll have a chance to, help your team this year it's most likely going to be the running backs mm-hmm. right. i mean no quarterback's probably going to come in and help you no. you know no rookie quarterback and wide receivers usually take Rockins a little bit it, yeah targets so i mean if you're looking at someone to help you this year it's gonna it's your best chances at the rookie running back spot mm-hmm. and there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that could you know that could be the guy yeah i i put my list together kind of assuming long-term type of goals not not necessarily focusing on just this year so what, yeah and that's what i kind of want to get at too so i i i mean i put zach mettenberger because i think i mean we talked about jake locker being terrible last week and that's kind of how i feel so i think i think mettenberger has a chance of you know coming in and from a backup like starting a backup and then you know halfway through right because i had one quarterback through. also and i think like in the same and uh, same as mettenberger um is uh God, name slipped my mind. Derek Carr, you know, like same, but both questionable starting right. quarterbacks in front of them, who I think can be beaten out, and I think they're both high. You know, they're high on both those guys. I think they'll both, term. yeah, both those guys will we'll probably play. start off as backups this year, but they'll end up being starters. Yeah, and Derek right. Carr is for sure going to get an opportunity to start. I mean, he's one hundred percent in my eyes going to get an opportunity to start. Uh, I know Dan just wrote. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, article on Zach Mettenberger and the Titans, and it was titled "Wiz Loves His Burgers," um, and that's on DynastyNerds.com. So make sure you get out there and check it out, which I'm sure most of you have already. But uh, yeah, I mean, I like Zach, Me- Zach Mettenberger as a as a long term back. I liked him coming out of LSU. I know we were doing like our quarterback shows like a couple months ago. Uh, Mettenberger was one of the guys that I was talking about went late that I liked his upside. Like out of all the guys that were like really late, I know we were down on a lot of them, but if I think I can remember back that. Mettenberger again, I you know pocket quarterback, um, Wisenhut likes Wisenhut you know likes those kind of guys and uh, big strong arm. I think he has some good. Yeah, upside. he's a way different quarterback than Locker too. So 
as you know, like like he can actually throw the ball right accurately, but he doesn't move like Locker can. Not you know, so they're they're right. opposite. They are definitely opposite. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, as a backup long term value, what we're looking here again, backups that we like that can help your dynasty team down the road. Um, and again, the good thing about backups is it can be had for cheap, except for these rookies. You know, none of the you know rookie running backs cannot be had for cheap at all. And no. Menberger's definitely worth a stash if you have like the roster space to do it. Who do you, give me a guy, Mike? Well, I was saying Derek Carr, but the one other quarterback that I think the one other one that I think that might get some PT this year might be Tom Savage too. So he might be able to help out. Yeah, that's a good one. I didn't think of that. Um, yeah, which, I mean, is, which is ironic because I drafted him. But <laughs> right, well, <laughs> I, I think those are the three QBs. If you're looking at guys that might be able to contribute, you probably will never start them on that your are like team. backups. Now. Yeah, that are backups yeah. now that have a chance to play this year. Yeah, I mean, talking about a bad situation like Houston is, and like, you know, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick put a couple strings there in Buffalo of good games together, got himself a big contract, and then boom, next day after signing a contract, it's like that that pen strained his wrist or something because, and he was he just he went right back to being what he always did. It's just not that great. Uh, he's a he's a good backup quarterback. He's That's an what awesome he backup quarterback. Yeah. But I mean, to string your season on there, and now Houston's going to rely. And I can see why Andre Johnson's frustrated. It's like I got Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing me the football, and I, I guess what's going to come down with Savage is how soon can he grasp the playbook mm-hmm. and how in the offense. And again, he's if he does come in, or Mike does, and I know out of all, everybody on the site, Mike knows Tom Savage better than anybody. Uh, Will he be? Will, will they put him in late in the season? Like, where does it come down to? How good does their defense do to keep him in games? Or, I guess more, how bad does Ryan Fitzpatrick do in offense um, to keep Andre Johnson happy? And they're gonna again, does Aaron Foster stay healthy? And all these factors can put a bonus of getting Tom Savage in there. And so you do you like you like Tom Savage as the future there? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, for well, I mean. I could see him. He will definitely get an opportunity. I mean, you know, they don't have a whole lot invested in him. I mean, if it doesn't, if he gets, you know, how long, how much of a chance will he get? He'll probably be on a short leash. And if it doesn't work out, they'll probably target a quarterback in the draft next year. So, yeah, I, but I, I think he'll get a shot. They'll be, it won't be like, hey, we're going to give this guy two, three seasons to see what he can do. And he'll probably get like, you know, five, six, seven, eight games, figure say, out like, quick audition. Right. Quick and you'll, and they'll be able to make their decision relatively quick. If he's the guy of the future or not, or if they need to yeah, draft see, a quarterback in the first round, I had that bold prediction a couple of weeks ago when, um, Matt, you were on vacation. My bold prediction was, I think in Houston, what's going to happen next year is Brian Hoyer is going to leave Cleveland and he's going to be a stopgap. I think Houston's going to draft a quarterback next year in the first round. And I think they're going to sign Brian Hoyer to be their stopgap quarterback. And I think they're going to draft a quarterback. And at the same time, I don't know anything about Tom Savage. You know, the tape, I mean, it's, I just, there's just, I can't really give you a solid opinion. I didn't really but buy he, into all the hype. But that can't I saw you see him it. play, though? I mean, no, he's, I, you don't think, you don't think he can beat out Fitzpatrick? I mean, that's not saying, I'm just talking about like oh, long term no, NFL much. value wise. Right. I just don't, yeah. I just so, don't have a small audition like, uh, like Matt said. And, We'll go from there, but I think he'll definitely out of the rookie quarterbacks, he'll be one that plays. Whether yeah. he plays well is a different story. True. Well, I'm talking about guys I think are going to play well. <laughs> no, no, I get it. No, I, I mean know. you you know Savage better than me. And I, I, I mean I'm gonna refer to you. I know when we when we talked about it before, I'm gonna refer to you on Savage because the tape I did watch, it wasn't really. Again, I'm not like a quarterback guru or anything. It's just he's just somebody that I see, maybe you know. I got and you, and you never know. I mean, you, you could be one of those six-round guys that come in, and Bill O'Brien does really well with them. And I know he's got a strong arm. 
I know that much. It's just going to see will will he be able to pick up the offenses like we talked about earlier. Um, something that I like too, and I think his hype's going to grow as the season comes along too, is Jeremy Hill. Um, I know you guys disagree with me. And this is before like Evan Silva came out with it. A lot of other people do. I was the first one I saw that say I thought Jeremy Hill was going to get a possible, you know, double digit touchdowns right after they drafted him and do really well and contribute right away. And I still I don't know if you guys I know you guys both disagreed with me at the time. Have you guys changed feelings on that about Jeremy Hill at all? Do you guys see him as like a double digit touchdown kind of guy? No, I still I, don't. I don't really like him. Personally. No, me neither. But I, I mean, I could see him altering. I mean, like that probably is going to be his role at Bolter. I don't know. If he's like, going to get the double digit. Right. I, I don't see him like, you know, it's weird. Like, I, he's not like a handcuffed backup. Like, but he's like a guy, like, I think he'll play, you know. I he's still think Gio guy. Bernard. Right. I think Gio Bernard is still the guy. He's still the guy. Yeah. I just see, I see them still going committee here. I see him being their power back. And I guess you're right. I guess if we're talking backups, he's more of like a committee guy. I guess same thing with Terrence West. He's not really, right. I guess, a backup either. He's going to be a committee guy as well. Yeah, I, I purposely left those kind of guys off off my list because it just seems like it's a muddy water. I mean, who who's the starter, who's the backup in those kind of situations? Same thing with Christine Michael. They're, they're saying right. going committee. So I guess even Charles Sims, same thing. They already said they're going committee. So I guess uh, all my guys that I listed are pretty much out the water. But let me go into a guy then that's not a rookie, who's not who I who I'm going to keep my eye on this year, and that's Cole Beasley in Dallas. Uh, you know, the wide receivers coach Derek Dooley came out and said that. You know, Beasley's gonna have an expanded role this year. Last year, he was he was strictly in the slot. This year, they're gonna put him outside a little bit. You know, Scott Lynn, he was probably gonna be the number three with Miles Austin leaving out. Cole Beasley is all lined up to be the number three receiver there. And with Scott Linehan coming into town, they're gonna throw the ball a lot. And it's not just Scott Linehan that's gonna encourage them to throw the ball a lot. Their horrible defense is gonna cause them to throw the ball a lot as well. And obviously, Des Bryant is somebody that's gonna be double teamed and washed over. And you got Jason Witten. But I think Beasley's one of those guys that's a backup that's really under the radar that in PPR leagues can come in and possibly contribute as like a, you know, as a filler week or a really low, you know, if you're all of a sudden you have, you're in a situation last year, you like say you had Reggie Wayne and Julio Jones on your team. Something to throw in there and as like a reserve and roster that you might be able to start in dire situations. And he's somebody that, you know, coming in his third year, I'm really interested in kind of Cole Beasley as my backup sleeper kind of guy um again he's you know i don't know about long-term value but as a backup true backup receiver he's something that i'm kind of interested in this year and i'm gonna be kind of following i can see that i, I mean uh, you made really good points about the offense and everything i think he'll he will have a role there and uh yeah i guess you just gotta wait see how that turns out yeah there's a lot of question over there uh number three wide receiver i mean you know i mean i think i do you think that uh, Devin Street could win that uh, position at all? I do like Devin Street. Yeah, at the I same do. time, it's just but I I see Cole. I mean, they're talking about Cole Beasley. Okay, and he's just a guy I'm throwing out there. That he's my backup. He, okay, he's a guy I'm throwing out there. So when Cole Beasley, you know, six, you know, three months from now, when Cole Beasley is like a PPR like top like thirty five, but see, I told you guys back in, you know, the first week of August that Cole Beasley had the potential to be a PPR kind of guy. Okay. We're talking backups here. Yeah, no, I got you. I think I'll lean towards Devin Street between the two. Maybe that Michael Jackson lean lean so right. far on that one. Hey, I'll throw one at you. We talked about him a couple of weeks ago, Bryce Brown. Oh, big mm. Bryce Brown. The again, big Bryce. You know, he was on our sleeper episode and yeah, Bryce Brown is a guy. I mean, when the, Mike, you made some really good points 
about. I don't know if you want to rehash those points about uh, Bryce Brown and. Oh, he just he's got the pedigrees, but you know, I mean, could have, shoulda, woulda, coulda went higher in the draft. Probably it's one of those things to me. I think like eventually the cream, the talent's gonna rise to the top, but he's. Didn't really get a a full shot in Philly just based off of, you know, where they drafted him. They obviously have LaShawn McCoy and stuff like that. I think he's moving on to a place where he can definitely play. I mean, we all know C.J. Spiller isn't someone we all like. He's got injury problems. Fred Jackson's old. 33, yeah. And and not only that, they're both free agents. And like we talked about a couple weeks ago, you don't give up a fourth-round pick to become a third-round pick for nothing, for somebody that you can't believe in. Yeah. Yeah, Bryce Brown. You know, not only do we mention him as a sleeper, and we all liked him a lot, but fits this category really well because I do. I see him getting a shot at the, like worst case, right? And he could win the job. Yeah, be you know he'll be running back by committee, but with potential of next year being a starter running back in Buffalo, right? So yeah, I like I like the Bryce Brown backup pick there. Um, and he, obviously he should be rostered by everybody, but he might be somebody that you might be able to start as soon as this year. But I really like his 2016 value a lot. So um, I got another guy. What do you guys think about uh, Chris Polk? I've heard a lot of good things lately coming out of Philly about this guy. And I could see him. I mean, if it's one of those things where he was not going to get shot, obviously, unless John McCoy goes down. But right. mm-hmm. I think he might be the one that would take over. You know. Oh, for sure. Darren Sproles is not going to be the starting running back right. in Chip Kelly's offense. No. So from that standpoint alone, I think that you know he's got some value. And I, I like him as one of my, one of my favorite backups. Right. Guy. Yeah, I mean, you get I, an, you get anyone in that offense. Yeah, exactly. Especially the running back, and they're gonna have a ton of value. Yeah, I mean, he does have value and aspects. It's just Lashawn McCoy's durable. He always plays. Uh but I, same thing with you. I've been hearing a lot of good things about Polk coming out of the, you know, out of Philadelphia. And anytime you hear good things, it, you know, it's always gonna perk my ears. And I'm, you know, I'm gonna pay attention as well. And. I, I just I like Polk as a number two, but if we're going long term, I don't really like his long because I I see him as always being a backup. Like his, yeah, and, his, and those type of guys. I mean, to me, like not that I don't see him being could be you know good, but those type of guys are replaceable every year. I mean, you know the undrafted free agent guys. There's going to be another you know another crop of them, and they're just they're replaceable. Very replaceable. And I don't think, I mean, unless uh, unless LaShawn McCoy gets hurt, I don't see that, you know, Sproles is still going to get some action out there out of yeah. the backfield to catch I don't, passes I don't stuff. see him doing what Bryce Brown, I don't see Polk no. getting traded for a fourth-round pick down the road. Um, as a backup, I mean, yeah, if we're talking, like, backups that we like, the, you know, if we went this with, like, not long-term value and just backups we like in case somebody gets hurt, yeah, I'd put Polk in the top of that list. Definitely most because of the system he's in, you know, in Chip Kelly's offense alone. Right, that's really the main reason why I thought he'd be, a, you know, one of my favorite backups. Yeah, I mean, that, and that aspect of backup-wise that way, uh, really don't take my head on. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good uh, point. I mean, and he had a real successful college career and, you know, just had some, I think, injury concerns that held him out. Yeah, you know, just, for being dra- he, just, right. like, he just got it operating on this. Okay. So I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I just know the name just based off of college and stuff like that. Um, I did, did he was a couple years ago, so I don't know. Did he even get any playing time? He didn't play last year, did he? Or uh, I want to say like a little bit. Okay. No. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm, uh, my opinion on him is he, if you have, he's worth a late like roster spot, 
But if it came up to picking somebody else up and I had to cut somebody, I'd totally, I'd be trying to trade Chris Polk to the LaShawn McCoy owner. Um, another guy I have on my list is a 23-year-old that I'm a really big fan of. Uh, a little bit of a knucklehead that might be putting together is Derek Rogers. You know, right now he's in a situation where, you know, they just signed Hakeem, Hakeem Nix. He's in a one-year deal. Right. Reggie Wayne is run on ball tires. They just got rid of LeVon Brazil. Yeah, they just cut LeVon Brazil. LeVon, LeVon Brazil got rid of himself. Right. <laughs> but he's in the same, like, right. mode of him and Derek yeah. Rogers, guys that are mm-hmm. talented but had some issues. Yeah. And so maybe Derek Rogers is keeping his, uh, you know, mind his P's yeah, and I see, Q's I see, and stuff. I see T.Y. Hilton's role. I still see T.Y. Hilton being really good. I don't. I see him. I, I don't know. I'm not as high. In, again, I like T.Y. Hilton. I'm not as high as most are on him. I still think he's really good. Uh, I think I'm more of a deep threat. And I see Derek Rogers with the potential of being, you know, 6'3", 215 to be in, you know, again. But now they also have Dante Moncrief, who I'm a big fan of as well. And But I think having, you know, in the future with Andrew Luck, Moncrief, Rogers, and T.Y. as a real legit, Receiver core down the road. Yeah, with, with most likely T.Y. Manning the slot and those two other guys have it outside. Yeah, and Rodgers didn't even get into a game until week 14. Rodgers is similar, uh, like, talent-wise and had the same, like, with is Bryce Brown coming out of college, you know, like, had issues. But it's one of those things where the cream's starting to rise to the crop or cream's rising to the top where the dude's got talent and, it, you know, slowly but surely he's rising up the charts and you know he could find himself as being a starter one day you know but he struggled he couldn't he had all the talent to be a first round pick same with Bryce Brown but stuff didn't go their way because they made some bad moves and decisions in in college and so it cost them they're sticking with it fighting hard and as you see they're going up and up and up on the charts and they're still learning right and they both but they have the talent too so they might both find themselves as starters is there the talent is definitely there, and again, he didn't come into. He played his first game. He only played. He played five. He counted the playoff games, but four games. And his first catch came in week fourteen versus Cincy. First game, stat line: six catches, one hundred and seven yards, two touchdowns. Now, granted, the last three games he had eight total catches for eighty-five yards, but it, that just came to show, you know, he has the talent. And do I think he come in and produces right away this year? No. I think they're going to use Knicks. They're going to use Wayne. They're going to use T.Y. Yeah, he, but, this, he's more of a two-year down the road. I yeah, think, he's a know? backup that I really like as a good stash on your, uh, on your dynasty team. I'll agree with that. Yeah, me too. But yeah, maybe I just do. not I, for I, this coming year. Yeah, I had him on my list. Though. Oh, do you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so yeah, Rodgers is a really good backup guy that should definitely be on. If he's on your waiver wire, there's, that, there's no reason you should be. Does he pan out? Does he put it all together? Maybe not, but I, you know, if you ask me what my uh, opinion is, I'd say yes, he pans out and he's going to be uh, a viable starter down the road. Give me another guy, Mike. Um, let me take a look. Let's I got go. a little. I got go, a little man. something. Um, uh, Andre Holmes. I like. <laughs> <laughs> I got a guy. Maybe. because <laughs> uh, like I'm like kind of on the fence about liking this guy, but Andre Holmes is. I mean, in Oakland, they really don't have obviously anyone established. As their number one, number two wide receiver, James Jones, they it's brought in. Yeah, it's looking like MJD and no Andre Holmes is a wide. Receiver. Oh no, I was thinking something else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I caught myself there for a second. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm used to. It. Uh, so yeah, I, I honestly think like he blew up at the end of the year last year when he finally got an opportunity to play, and I, I think he can just roll right into this year. I think he already 
I read a report that he already uh, has like passed Denarius Moore on the depth chart. So I think okay. he's going to be. I think he's going to be the number two coming out of the that, gate. That situation and their receiver situation is very interesting. I you know because there's so many guys they have right. there. Somebody's got to get you know be yeah. the guy. Yeah, and, and, and I almost thought putting Oakland receiver in. I, I like Jerron Kreiner. Right. right. We talked about him Oakland. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that's who I'm a big fan of. Right. And. Yeah. So any, yeah. Andre, Andre Holmes. Holmes. I mean, he's got the he's got the size and the speed too. I mean, he's like six four, two fifteen ish, and and you know he's a, he's a he's a blazer too. So right. So I I think he's got the makings of the future basically there in Oakland. I think he could be the number one there. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with him, but just knowing that uh, I yeah, mean bad job any too. yeah um anyone in Oakland. I mean, if you win that job, you got to. I mean, it, it's up in the air. So. Yeah, and again, guys, I mean, this in this episode, you know, we're really going out on limbs here when, when you're talking about backup NFL guys. So we're trying to give names out there, you know, like, again, I mean, this could be the under-radar guy, but, I mean, backups that we we see that has a talent to rise to the top, backups that you can get for nothing. These guys are like waiver wire add-ons you get. So the guys like Andre Holmes are attainable. Guys like Derek Rogers are attainable. Right. You know, uh, you know Bryce Brown, he's he's attainable. And... These are guys that, you know, Cole Beasley, I mean, Cole Beasley, I guarantee he's probably on most people's waiver wire. And this is, these are guys that come in and potentially help your team this year or down the road. Uh, so, you know, out of all the episodes, I know for me, when I was coming up with this list, out of all the episodes we've done going back to, you know, late February, early March, this is the hardest episode for me to come up with. These are the hardest guys that for me to kind of come up with. Um, and there's some other guys like, Here's a guy that's a backup that I really like a lot and I've always liked is Roy Hallou. And, you know, they drafted Lake Seastrunk and, you know, with, with Lake Seastrunk's hands, I don't see him coming in and fitting the bill of what Gruden's going to do on offense. He's going to want that, you know, Gio Bernard kind of back in there. And Alfred Morris, we'll see if he can catch the ball. Maybe they'll try and use him a little bit more. But I've always been a fan of, like, when I've watched Hallou play and what he can do, I don't ever think he's going to be a starting running back. But I think he's a really good, like, number two back. He might now, who can come in, if he's used right in Washington's offense, catch balls, be a nice little PPR back, in dire situations. He's a backup running back that, to my eyes, he's one of the better backup running backs out there that I can see come in and do well. And again, he's somebody that nobody else is really big on. And I'm not saying there's a reason you should be, but we're talking backups. And I can see by Matt over there, his facial expression, he... Does not like Roy Hallou. I'm at all. not a Hallou. Me, me neither. I don't even, I don't I don't even say like that him. guy's name. I don't, I don't know. I don't like him either. Sorry. I, I know you have liked him for a while though. But... Coming out of Nebraska. Yeah. I like his. I just like his game. I just never. I feel like he's never really been getting, given the right. Do you shot. like his game or his name? All the above. All right. Options. I know. C. I know how sometimes that can sway you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a name guy. It doesn't matter. Name. I don't even see. I don't even see your tape. You have a name like, you know. <laughs> Wait, what's his name out of Baltimore? Kyle Crockett? No. Uh, Crockett Gilmore. Crockett Gilmore. Yeah, I don't even need, I don't even need to watch your tape, dude. You're I'm I'm in your fan club. Come on, Crockett Gilmore. Roy Hello. 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 Is anybody listening? <laughs> Is anybody out there listening? No. Um. Yeah. So Hello. I mean, again, he's just somebody that I'm. I'm really want to see him get an opportunity to get more carries. And you know, last year because of injuries and everything, and then. Morris coming in. I want to see how Jay Gruden really uh, utilizes him, and I'm and I and I, I expect him to come in and be the two back and possibly 
you know, be the third down back that catches some balls. And I think, I honestly think this year, now, if he doesn't this year, then I'm, I'm jumping ship for sure. But he's one of those guys on my list when I was looking for guys that are backups that I like. He's on the list. So I'm going to move on to Niall Davis. What do you think about that guy? He's the, he's the last guy on my list. Is he I on do your like list? Him, yes. Okay, good. I like him also. Yeah. I mean, he oh, can't. You like his guys, Mike, yeah. but you don't like Sorry, Mike. man. <laughs> there's so, upside there. Yeah, there's serious upside. I mean, when he was in college, he was a complete freak, but he would injure himself an awful lot. And last year when he got an opportunity to actually play, he did. I mean, he filled in great for Charles and unfortunately got hurt again. Mm-hmm. But, um. I'm expecting big things out of him. I think they're going to start kind of weaning some of the carries away from all Charles. Right. I, yeah, I, I agree with year. that assessment. So he, he, that's for that reason, he makes the list for me. And, uh, I mean, I think obviously small Charles isn't getting any younger. So eventually this guy's going to be able to take over as long as he stays healthy. So that's something to monitor. I guess. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I had him on my list too. So I like him as like, like one of my favorite number two backs for sure. Like most number two backs, you're just, you know, it's all going to be a lot. Like, who comes in after the starter goes down? Right. Who do you, who, who, out of all these guys out here, who do you like? To go, like, I like Roy Hallou if he goes down. I like if, if Morris goes down. I like Niles Davis if Jamal Charles goes down. Practice the system. Alex Smith helps this case out a lot as well. Um, so, same thing how you mentioned Chris Polk earlier. You know, if LaShawn McCoy goes down, right. you know, Polk come in there and put, put in numbers just because of the system. And, same thing when Niles Davis did come in before getting hurt again. I mean, he should. It was, I, I was pleasantly surprised oh, yeah. by what I saw on tape. Um, was it, if you'd asked me before, I was I was really weary of Niles Davis. I didn't, I really didn't think he was going to be really that good in the pros. I was kind of down on him a little bit. And then he came in, and I was really like what I saw from him. I was really pleasantly surprised, and I said, "Wow!" I mean, I, I wish I was a Niles Davis owner. Can't all be now. No, only like one of me. us can. Yeah. yeah. So, who do you got, Mike? Um, I was thinking kenny stills i mean it depends on i don't really know i guess the depth chart if, if brandon cooks is going to beat him out or how that's going to work they got three decent receivers but the you know since we're talking about backups i think he's uh the guy would assume cooks is going to start i mean wouldn't you think I him and colston right colston right but everybody loves every everybody loves not can everybody a lot of people like stills right i year. just think you know just uh i think he's he, he did solid last year um and Obviously, when you're playing with Drew Brees and you have weapons all over the place, they've always been able to spread the ball around. I mean, I'm sure he's owned in most leagues, but somebody, league, yeah, yeah, but he's somebody that I like, though. I've seen, is, is, do you think Kenny Stills is more of like just a go long type of guy, though? In that, that's offense? how I see him. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. How I, see him too. I mean, 20 yards average. Right. No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not like down on the guy. I'm just yeah. not sure how consistent. Right. Uh, the consistency might not really be there. Be. No, I hear you. Yeah, I mean, and I can't, I'm not going to backtrack on this because a lot of people tell me, you know, I've talked to a lot of people like, oh, Stills or this guy. And I tell them all the other guys. I just see, that's how I see Stills. The go deep guy he will be the number three receiver in New Orleans in my eyes until like Colson, maybe until Colson's done. But, I mean, Jimmy Graham's the number one. Right. I really think they're going to use Brandon Cooks a lot this year. And you still have Colston. So, to me, it's kind of like. Right, and it's like Devery Henderson for all those years was their go deep guy. And he didn't have like really great fantasy value no two hit and miss and but as a backup now i'll agree with mike and mike on this point is like he's a really good backup to have right yeah 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 that's a good point if the spot open right yeah 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 i can see where you come from okay i mean again i mean these are all just 
just guys that we like that we would roster their backups. Right. I mean, again, this is when they're when they're NFL backups. Who has the upside? Who has the talent? A lot of people like Kenny Stills. You know, again, so most of these guys will, and you know, maybe half these guys we're talking about won't do anything. You know, what I'm saying. I mean, oh yeah, some of these guys have chances. Somebody has a little talent in the world like Derek Rogers, but you know, does he get the opportunity first of all, and does he capitalize on the opportunity? You know, because opportunities in the NFL are short and few and far between, and it's about when you get that opportunity, can you capitalize? When you get the opportunity, are you just in a bad luck situation? Are you facing Richard Sherman and Joe Hayden back to back weeks? And there goes your, you know, there was your opportunity and it came and went. You know, I mean, situations like that, you never know. I mean, NFL's tricky. There's going to be guys that come out this year that we had no idea. It'll be future, you know, future starters. And we know their names now, but on like a low end level. And maybe it's one of these guys we talked about today. Maybe it's one of these backups that get their opportunity and they come in there. Um, obviously, the running back situation is a fluent situation it's weird too none of us none of us brought up any tight ends i have a couple on my list G- give me uh, one before we get out of here um well i got how about three i'll just do three real quick yeah brandon bostick from uh, green bay luke wilson from uh seattle and taylor thompson so uh yeah i just those are guys that i'm they're kind of just like uh, on my watch list type of thing they're not like yeah, that's why we probably all didn't mention because again, it's hard enough to find a top ten right tight end to get with, let alone NFL backup tight ends. Right, right. I mean, those are guys you're even guys like Joseph Foria, and they go in and they draft two tight ends. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like you'd had Joseph Foria, you know, before the draft, like oh Joseph Foria, you know, got to keep your eye on. Then boom, they go take Ebron, and then uh, the guy that played basketball, so I can't remember his name as well, uh, in uh, in the fourth round, the Lions. So. Again, it's 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 hard. I mean, it's hard to predict. It's it's hard to predict these backups. So those are all good names to keep your watch list, guys. I mean, ba- I mean, Bostic's in Green Bay. They their their position is wide open right now. Right, right, that was the first one I was thinking. Like, yeah, that's it. I I can make the best argument for that right. one. You know, yeah, yeah. And uh, Luke Wilson. I mean, I think he just kind of has a lot of athletic upside there in Seattle. And you know, he's second on the depth chart. And who's there ahead of? Him? Uh, Zach, Zach Miller, Miller and right, and like nothing special, right? And absolutely. So I mean, if they, if they're looking for one of these new age, you know, uh, basically wide receivers playing the tight end position, Luke right. Wilson's the closest thing they have on Seattle. And Taylor Thompson was a converted defensive end, you know, so he's only been playing tight end for the past two seasons, but he is an athletic freak. And they just, I mean, everything I read is always like, oh my god, this guy's like an athletic freak, blah blah blah. blah. He's uh, so I think he has. If he ever gets an opportunity, he has a ton of upside. Yeah, and there's not much in the way. Delaney Walker. Right. Who I really don't no. really like. I think I touched on it last week. Yeah. So I, I think those guys are just upside back. No, I, I, li- I like I like all three of those after you said it. You know, yeah, yeah no need to defend it. yourself over there, Matt. We, we, I, we I like feel them. like I need <laughs> put the Put the sword down. Right. You're okay. Um. Yeah, so again, I, again, these are, this was our our backup episode uh and these are guys that we like that are not nfl starters which are not fantasy starters uh because those guys are hard enough to come by as well but guys that you need to you know keep your eyes on put on your watch list if you have you know if you have some roster space maybe make a low-end trade for them and you know keep your eyes open these are guys that will potentially possibly help your team down the road they're just stat guys at the bottom of the roster. Stat guys or watch list guys. Yeah, and if they don't, you know, again, we warned you. You know, again, we just want to make sure in the dynasty aspect that you, you know, it's easy to sit here and talk about the great guys and you know the guys everybody knows, but at the same time, you want to know about the guys that 
nobody's talking about at the same time. So these are guys, you know, that maybe, you know, make you look like a genius down the road. That's so, what we're here for. Yeah. I mean, everybody can talk about the good guys. So we had to do one tough episode this year. And why not make it the last episode before, you know, training camp's really wide open here. And starting next week, guys, that's, that's where we're going to be going from here on out. This, is, this was our last fun episode of talking about this and that. We've, we've talked about the rookies. We've talked, you know, and now we're going to talk about rookies and see what we see, where they're on the depth chart, what they're doing on the field. You know, people are going to be hitting in practice now. and Injuries are going to start happening. Yeah, so starting next week, that's where, that's where we're at. Start opening up. Mm-hmm. We're, in, we're in full gear. This is it, guys. Football season is upon us. We are close. Preseason games are coming out soon, and that's what we're going to be talking about from here on out. And, you know, if you have anything that you want to discuss about the season or anything you want us to hit on from here on out for the rest of the season, uh, make sure you hit us up at Dynasty Nerds. Hit us up on the forum. Hit us up on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds. You can hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. At Dynasty Nerd Mike. Yeah, and I mean, this is it, guys. We're going we're gonna to make the full push here, and we're going to help you guys go after that championship trophy. And I know I'm going after the trophy this year against these fellows in some leagues. You're not going to do it. No, nope, I agree. Mm. Not doing it. Don't tell these guys, but I'm, I'm winning every league I'm in this year. That's what I do. So uh, until then, guys, uh, this was a, a fun episode, a hard episode, but an episode that needed to be done. We got it. Done. So thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Ready, set, put Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.